Hey guys, and welcome to today's episode of Give It The Beans. I'm sure this is episode number 121, um, which is pretty crazy, because I still remember um, thinking about starting this podcast back um, in 20, God, 2019, I think it was. I was on a balcony in Mexico when we were on holiday. I remember saying to Ron, I said, I think I'm going to start a podcast. Um, and I think we're 121 episodes deep now. Um, is is pretty damn crazy. It's been a pretty, pretty awesome week. Um, this is now Tuesday, twenty third of November. This past weekend, um, I had a client Chris Rendell compete in uh, the WNBF Worlds in in Las Vegas, um, which he took fourth, um, which is an incredible achievement, top five in the world. I think that you know naturally any competitor. You know, you're disappointed, right, if you don't win. But um, we've discussed it before that everyone competes to win or do well. Um, and when it doesn't happen in the moment, you can be disappointed. But then thereafter, when, you know, you sit and reflect, which he has done, um, superb achievement, superb season, actually, for Chris. Um, getting a couple of wins, one which was a British title, and then another another sort of third he got at a British finals as well. Um, so, yeah, that was awesome. It was pretty, um, it was pretty cool. Obviously, he was eight hours behind. So I was kind of staying up, um, probably the latest I've stayed up in uh, years, um, to 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 help you know to pretty much peak him, and um, tell him what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat of it, fluid wise, etc., um, and uh, and then watch him compete on stage, and it was it was quite cool to see him get the the call outs. You know they only called out the um, the top five, or they brought back the top five, shall we say? Um, so that was pretty pretty damn epic, and. Uh, you know, and then there was one. We've we've now got uh, Clara, is the last uh, competitor of mine um, competing this season. She's got a show this coming weekend, Tubo's Natural Final. Super excited to see her for that. She's been digging hard the past uh, you know, the past week and a half since she had those three three peak weeks back to back. We know our aim is to bring out a little bit of a tighter package for the finals, and she's certainly done that. She is looking leaner um, for sure, and then she's got one more show after that, which I think is the. The week before Christmas, so yeah, it's been a, it's been a long year, long season. I sent a sent a Rona, um, Rona's my wife for those of you that don't know. I think I've had someone checking in every single day, from about March time, I think, because obviously I get a lot of people to check in daily when they're about four weeks out, and when one competitor is sort of finished, um, checking and finished their shows and whatnot, there's another there was been there's been another competitor who's then now three or four weeks out it's been a very very busy season um although i've only actually put on stage uh, about 15 people um they've all done multiple shows you know whether that's been five six shows some have done three some have done a couple but for the most part they've all done roughly about three or four shows and competed in multiple federations got trophies from multiple feds some of them have done two categories on one day i'm sure like there was one show where molly picked up like four four trophies um which was pretty damn nuts but um yeah loved it absolutely loved this year um it's been the year that I've, I've been kind of wanting um to to do as a coach to have as a coach for the the brand as well um and, and i'd like to think that we've you know vw physique has made made its standpoint in the industry about you know we certainly um help our clients get the results that they want and for you know for the most part they all place as well uh, every every client of of mine and Ali's this year has placed um and then some you know they've won one overalls um one pro cars and likes of nfm uk wbf um which is cool so 
kind of brings me nicely onto the the subject of today's podcast, which is about the the use of natural diuretics, sort of pre-shoot, pre-shoot. I understand that you know a lot of the content I speak about um, is aimed at sort of first timers or for those in your sort of second, third season, but also those that maybe perhaps want to just do a photo shoot. Maybe they've never done a photo shoot before, um, and you're kind of wondering, okay, like what's a carb load? What's the like? What's the process of that? What's the process of drying out? So again, this, this is a podcast here just to explain about you know why we would use them, what they do, talk a little bit about water, water manipulation, and whatnot. So for those of you that don't know, in, in the final few days, as you're preparing for like a photo shoot or or a show, um, it is your coach might recommend that you that you know the the use of some natural diuretics, and you might be kind of like you'll probably be like yeah, let's do it. But probably wondering kind of what they do. Um, but before we get into it, I should probably say that see if you're not lean enough, these will not change how the physique look. How the physique looks. Like if you are fat or you still have fat, you will still have fat. It, it will not. Um, it will not make it look like that fat is not there. That fat will still mask the muscle that's underneath. So you have to be incredibly lean for these to work. And I think that if you are they can create that sort of slight change um, in regards to the look and be advantageous for the likes of your shooter you're showing and pretty much get the physique looking that little bit drier. Another thing to note here um, is what I'll speak about is natural diuretics. And the reason I'm pointing this out is that there was a few months ago there was a big outburst on, on the sort of bodybuilding social media um, world with regards to some competitors were we're, we're actually dying uh, due to some crazy um, diuretic protocols. Now, those diuretics that they were using were non-natural. And they would be such as your your thiazides, your loop diuretics, or your potassium spinning diuretics. What I'm going to speak about um, is natural diuretics, so the use of like herbs, vit- vitamins. Um, so I just wanted to point that out so you didn't confuse um, you know, what what was a few months ago say you could say non-natural diuretics versus what I'm going to speak about. So a good starting point. What are what are natural diuretics? These can be kind of like an all-in-one supplement or separate vitamins, herbs, minerals. Um, all they all they'll do is they'll promote water loss from the body. They're going to upregulate mechanisms in the body that'll expel water with the sole purpose of making the physique look like you know drier after usage. Why would it want to look drier? We want the skin to be tight on the muscle so we can see the muscle pop, we can see more definition and can see a bit of a better look. It's going to create a, a better look for the stage or you know a great look for some sick images from your photo shoot. The ultimate aim of those diuretics is going to be to try and remove the fine layer of fluid that kind of sits underneath the skin um, so that if that's removed it's going to, as I said, give that, give that drier look. The, the sort of usage of these natural diuretics will often just be usually the day before your show or your shoot. Some some coaches might get you using them in um, in the lead up to that. I personally don't. I think the day before with a little bit of water manipulation is absolutely fine. And I think the most common diuretics you'll see being used, the ones I'll I'll sort of uh, try and promote will be, um, it's called H2 Remove Bionable Designs. Um, similar products, MPH, M, M, H, can't even speak this morning, MHP Expel, or MPH Expel, maybe I've actually been saying that wrong. Um, you you may also see like vitamin C, vitamin B6 or dandelion root 
used alongside these products or separately, um, all with the same intent. Um, I guess what you will find is that when you are using them, you might feel a need to urinate a bit more frequently. Um, just a sign that the, the diuretics are doing their job and, and water's been passed out. And I guess this is where this is where people will often ask questions as well. You know, if it's their first peak week and and whatnot, they'll they'll be thinking about, oh, you know, what we're gonna do we're gonna water load, we're gonna do this, oh my mate does that, I've read this, I've read that. So let me just kind of first get into it. You might be, you know, some of you might have thought, right, yeah, diuretics, great, cool. Is that it? And it's like, well, not 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 really, not, not quite. Um I think that in that in that last week to get the maximal effect of these diuretics, it is really important to know how much fluid you are consuming in the lead up to the day of, of when you're using them. Knowing this is going to allow you to manipulate your intake, which when you do so is going to again add um exemplify that drier look that you are aiming for. Um and, and there's so many different ways to do this. I'll kind of go in go into how I've done this and then I can go into other methods that you can use that I've tried before as well. So let's say for example um you consume about seven litres of water daily during your diet. Um your body is simply gonna you know you get is gonna get used to getting seven litres of water um and thus passing the, the resulting amount of urine to, to deal with that necessary intake. Now Let's say, for example, you keep that seven liters consistent. Now, the day before your shoot, when you're putting diuretics in, you're you're upregulating things to get rid of rid of fluid. Your body's used to getting seven liters, used to passing the urine out, and um, you automatically reduce your intake to say three and a half to four liters. Bear in mind, your body's used to getting seven, and as such, the mechanisms by which it sort of takes water on board, passes it through, and um, the body will remain the same. By Doing so, you're kind of putting your body in a position in which you've limited your fluid intake. Number one, help you look dry on itself. Number two, you've also added in diuretics to support the process. In essence, what that is meaning is that it, you'll wake up the next day dehydrated for sure, um, but ultimately looking drier um, relative to what you would usually look like first thing in the morning. Like if you were to compare, honestly, when you do this, like compare, let's say your photo shoot's on the Friday, compare how you look the Thursday morning, and if you do this right, to how you look on the Friday morning, there's gonna be a significant difference. And if you kinda of are wondering at this point, well, why on earth would I want to be dehydrated, Von? That sounds fucking stupid. Of course, in an ideal world, we'd want to create this dry look without the needing to dehydrate yourself. However, this isn't quite possible. And if you looked at, if you were to, Looking at just bodybuilding criteria, um, specifically when athletes stand on stage, they will tend to stipulate that they want an athlete looking quite dry, looking quite hard on show day. Um, and as I said before, that's simply because it allows you to see see the muscles because your skin the skin's tighter, or your skin's ultimately tighter to the muscle itself. You're going to see more vascularity um, and overall just a a tighter package. You know when you as I said, with the removal of that small film of fluid, um, you're going to, it's going to allow you to see more separations, more cuts, if that makes sense. Now, what this can lead to is effectively a, a better sort of placing uh, on stage in your body, body, body bone shoot, or just like just a, a better look. 
a bit of a crazy look for the people that want to out do out there do a photo shoot. What I would say is like, see if you are not doing a photo shoot, um, and you're not doing a show. There's zero point in taking these. Like if you're just cutting for a holiday or something like that, don't don't take them the day before you go away on holiday because there'd be zero point. Like you're gonna go away on holiday, probably smash the bevy on the first day, and then just be a bloated mess for the rest of the holiday. So yeah, you don't need them. But again, I must reiterate that for the use of these directs and water manipulation, like you're gonna to have to be extremely lean in the first place to be manipulating these um, to have the desired effect on the body. If you've still got body fat covering the muscle, it, these will, it will do fuck all. You know, like you maybe want to rewind that and play it once, play it twice, even three times over. Um, but it's just it's just so important, imperative, really, that you that you get that level of condition required first for then these to have the effect. Like, it's the final piece of the puzzle, shall we say, in, in the long journey of prep. It, it's, the, it's the added touch, um, or the, the, the little added touch towards the end that makes the, that makes, that makes the difference. As I said, if you're still holding body fat in those places, uh, those stubborn places the day before you shoot, no amount of natural diuretics or water manipulation will change that. That body fat will still be here. Um, once you know, if if you let's say you've taken this, um, you've done this say on the on the day the, the day before the shoot. Once you wake up on shoot day, it's unlikely that you'll need to take any more. What you'll probably just need to do is simply manipulate your or limit your fluid intake for the rest of the day. Um, I would always 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 have water, like some form of fluid on your shoot day, um, especially around uh, the, the timing of meals. Remember that you're gonna need a certain amount of fluid in the body um, to remain full, you know, for muscle bellies to look like they're popping. Um, and if you remove water completely, you're potentially at risk of going flat looking shit. But also, if you're drip, drip feeding food in, remember that a little bit of fluid in there will help that fluid be digested, absorbed and assimilated around the body if you need to, say, top up, if you need to just, just a little top up to maintain that fullness. Or whatever it is so i think that you manipulate it but you do not pull it out completely that would be the a very silly thing to do um if you're doing a photo shoot sips of water during your photo shoot of course if you're on stage as soon as you've came off the stage then hydrate um now there's somebody out there that are maybe thinking like well actually i follow this guy on instagram and he did this thing totally different and then i follow this guy and he was actually like water loading and like he was playing about with his salt and his, his, his sodium and stuff like that and yeah like anything within the fitness industry there's so many different ways of doing things some coaches out there might prescribe uh, a slightly different protocol and um, to what i sort of just described but achieve a similar, very similar level of dryness. Um, and let's look at one example. I, I actually did this this year. I trialed this with Cal. Um, this might involve uh, increasing your fluid intake. Well, no, actually, I didn't didn't do this one. Um, I did a different one, but I'll describe it to you anyway. This, you know, there's one method that you would increase your water intake in the days leading up to the shoot or your show, and then cut in half beforehand. So. That might be okay. You're used to having seven liters, um, maybe perhaps. So let's say your shoots on the on the Friday. So you have seven liters on on the the Sunday. Maybe you have seven and a half on the Monday. Then it goes to eight on the Tuesday, nine on the Wednesday. Thursday might be ten, 
And then let's say, for example, your shoot's on the Friday, the, uh, sorry, the Saturday, the Friday, maybe you cut that right in half. And then again, your body's systems for upregulating or the mechanisms by which it dispels water um, are upregulated and then you cut it in half, it's still used to getting you know that sort of 10 litres. Similar sort of process, right? Um, other protocols, and I, this is the one I ran with Cal, is that he said, right, I think I was having eight litres a day. He was like, right, Vaughn, get all your fluid in by um, a specific time during the day um, and then none, none thereafter. So I think, like for example, I got all my fluid in the first couple of shows. All, all the fluid in by two p.m. I think it was, or no, I think about three or four p.m. And then none thereafter, and it it did work. Um, I didn't like it, if I'm honest. Um, I felt that my my, just my my stomach just felt so watery and minging at night when I was kind of getting tanned. Um, I think not my conference a wee bit as well going in getting tanned feeling like that looking like like you know naturally when you water load like that you look a little bit softer whereas when I kind of did what I described to you um, I went in feeling like that a little bit drier feeling a bit more confident I think any of the examples in today's podcast will you know like will give you the idea that they're all going to stimulate fluid expulsion from the body um, which will pass through your urine and achieve a drier look the next day so I think the the direct protocol to follow would simply be the one um, or whichever system you want to follow will kind of be, you know, listen to your coach and use the one that works, that, that, that they work, um, which is usually typically based on what they've done before. And I, I think that I'm a big advocate of saying that there's no right or wrong here. They're simply only effective or ineffective. Um, as I said, I've tried a few different approaches. I still favour the one that I've done um, the one I described earlier on this podcast and it's the one I do with clients um, me personally uh, if you are ask me like why uh, I have a pretty weak bladder and uh, um, I'm at the toilet enough as it is <laughs> you know without uh, that that was when I was having 8 litres so you imagine if I went to go 12 I'd just be pissing every every 5 minutes and you might be in a job where like you maybe can't get up to pee every 10 minutes especially if you're having to drink so much um, maybe start getting getting looks. People start getting worried. I'm sure by that point they've probably already, probably already worried because you know when you're prepping and people see your cheekbones, you can look a little bit like a crackhead. Um, so they're probably already worried about you at that point. But anyway, as I said, whichever protocol works for you. And I think that um, if you, I mean, if you did want to go further down the rabbit hole, some people do. And there's many top coaches out there. Um, one of you know, one of which is mine, Cal. Uh, we did this a little bit, but not not as much as he would do with others. Is to manipulate sort of your sodium and potassium intake, um, to to further enhance or support sort of drying you out. Um, I think if you are going to go down that route, yourself or your co- coach um, must have the required knowledge to manipulate them um, to do that safely and effectively to bring about the look. Because if you fuck that up, um, like if you put too much sodium in. Like sodium will follow water is, is the main sort of um, rule of thumb. So if you put too much sodium in and you're trying to dry out, it's a catch-22. Well, it's not a catch-22, it's, it's you're doing the wrong thing. Um, but yeah, specifically, that, like, the manipulation of sodium potassium requires you to know like both your daily intake uh, of those, um, both from the food that you eat, but also the salt that you put, put on it. Um, there might come a time where um, you sort of reduce them, completely cut them out, um, at set points across the day 
as I said, you know, you kind of if you, if you don't know where your current intake is, and you begin to try and manipulate these, like the look's just going to get worse. Um, and I've often found it's not needed. Like there, there's only been a few clients that I've actually manipulated that with, and um, I think one or two athletes this season I've done it with. And simply what I've done with them is I've got them to have so we kind of we've known their their sort of usual. Um, daily uh, sodium and potassium intake and all we've done is we said right the day before show we said right get your usual daily intake of of sodium in in the first three meals and then thereafter cut it um, when we've cut it the next day um, we've reintroduced it like only about an hour before the stage so why have we done that well as we're pulling water out you know Sodium will follow will follow water, so we're not putting sodium in. So uh, water is not following sodium in. It's in fact it's coming out. Uh, but then the next day to get that pump on to get that vascularity on, pretty much in, massive increase in systolic blood pressure. We've put in a bit more sodium, and we usually get that. And I thought I found that e- even even not manipulating things, I found that just putting in sodium about an hour prior to stage just hugely advantageous um, for, for seeing that vascularity, for, for seeing pumped in. And not only could I see that in visuals um, this year when I had clients, when I was at client shows, but just the photographs from their stage shots if I wasn't there, I was like, damn, yeah, they they, uh, they were they were bang on point. Um, but again, as I said, like there's so many different ways you can do things, and, and this is just me speaking from experience, things that I've, do, I've done or trialed or I've done with clients um, and I've seen success. One of the uh, one of the most common questions I get asked from this is, "Oh, Vaughn, are there any side effects from using natural diuretics?" Um, and I would say that when the first and most obvious one is that you're going to need to maybe perhaps pee a bit more, um, urinate a bit more frequently, which can can be frustrating, especially if you're having to you're still at your job um, and you're having to get up and go to the toilet all the day. Uh, you'll tend to have quite a dry mouth throughout the day. Which will um, carry carry over to the next the next morning. You'll wake up the next morning with an incredibly dry mouth, probably drier than any sort of hangover you've um, you've had. But obviously you've not you, you don't have the hangover with it, so it can be quite an odd be quite an odd feeling. You, so you have like a constant thirst. Um, you know, two things that you're a few things that you're not used to, but um, they're simply just just needed, and you you kind of like accept it. You just get on with it because you know you're not going to die because you're still putting fluid in. Um, but when you see visually in the mirror, you just see yourself getting drier and drier. Um, it's pretty cool, um, not only to, to experience that as, a, as, a, as an athlete, but to then see that in in clients, uh, just looking like when you uh, see them in person, the change from night from one day to the next, you know, day before their shoot or show to the, the day of, uh, it's incredible. It's really, really incredible. Now, Something you need to bear in mind is that if you've restricted water, um, gotten rid of that sort of film fluid underneath the skin, the subcutaneous fluid for, for a day or so, once you've finished your shoot, your show, whatever it is, and you go back to your regular intake, your body will naturally hold on to, to excess fluid for a day or two. Um, it won't be much, but it will be really noticeable. Uh, your physique's going to look a little bit watery or softer the, the, the next day. And that will be magnified of course, magnified if you have foods that are higher in carbs, um, higher in salt, which most most people do after months of dieting. 
Um, so from that, you'll see a huge, you know, not huge, but a fairly substantial increase in water intake, and that'll be reflective of scale, in scale weight as well. So don't be surprised, like people freak out when they have a couple of days after their show or the shoot, they step on scales to find out they're up like four or five kilos. I've seen it. I've seen it. I've seen seen way worse than that. Uh, but that that can be quite natural, and um, to be up that and. You know, I would say that you could deem that as somewhat normal, um, because you may be removed. Like we never go off stage weight because we've, we're removing fluid. We're not kind of quote unquote normal there. So you'd kind of go off of your what was your weight, you know, prior when you were at your flattest, um, before you loaded, before you dried out. What was your weight then? But then what's your weight when you're full, right? So before you start drying out, so remember you get full first, then you get dry. So what was your weight when you were at peak fullness? Before then you got dry, maybe you lost a little bit of weight. Um. But as I said, remember that love of weight gain, perfectly normal. Um, I think that after a few days, once you once your diet, once you get back into your, your sort of regular intake or a, a newer intake that you're not binging or anything like that, um, regular fluid intake as well, your body sort of, you could say, restabilizes itself and, you know, you'll somewhat feel normal. You won't feel as watery um, as you were. Um Simply because I said, you know, your body loves homeostasis. It loves that, and that's a fancy word for balance. So when you start putting in what you usually have, it's like, all right, okay, I can go back to balance. I don't need to, I don't need to hold on to this fluid because I'm now getting, I'm now getting it. What you know, what I require. Um, and I think lastly, you might experience it. You might experience it. this. This is usually like if you've done your show, your shoot the day after. If you then go train, you might get a little bit of cramping. Um, it's not usually severe, but most certainly be noticeable. Um, I've, I've seen this in natural athletes um, as well as enhanced ones. Um, I think that I've personally found that these don't last any more than than that one day after. Um, if you then if you train two days after, I think you're usually fine. Um, but as I said, like it's usually so if you competed on the the Saturday. Um, and then you go train on the, the Sunday, you might experience this. Uh, and I think that you'd more so experience it if um, you're manipulating your, your sodium and your potassium. And that, I mean, I did, but also like, I reintroduced clean as well. So I personally don't think that like any of the cramps I was getting was due to the use of the diuretics. I think it was mostly due to the reintroduction of or the, the limiting of salt, which I had done, um, the reintroduction of it, and the reintroduction of clean. Um, but that's, you know, I've had some natural athletes this, this year that we didn't manipulate, uh, well, they, they weren't they weren't taking clean, um, for one. We maybe manipulated electrolytes a little bit, not too much, um, and they still experienced the cramp thereafter. So, yeah, it, it can happen, but if you're, again, maybe if it's the next day, if you're training two days after it, um, I think you should be absolutely fine. If I'm honest, so yeah, I think I think that's me sort of talked them talked them to death as such. Um, if I was to to summarize, um, natural diuretics, as I said, you know your your vitamins, your your minerals, your herbs um, can be used pre-show alongside a little bit of water manipulation to create a a drier look that you're trying to achieve for the the next day. Um, how they work simply about break up regulating mechanisms in the body that remove you see that film of fluid which sits underneath the skin um, and just promote that sort of fluid expulsion past out the body 
as urine. Um, you can, you know, you can manipulate your water intake many different ways. You could go down the rabbit hole of manipulating your electrolytes um, alongside that, but from what I've seen, it's often not necessarily hundred percent needed. Um, I, I would personally say that there's minimal side effects from these, um, bar maybe a little bit of cramping um, the next day if you are training. So. Um, I hope you enjoyed today's episode, guys. If you um, if you want to know more uh, about natural diuretics or anything anything for that matter, remember that we have um, a lot a lot of lot of articles on the website covering a range of of topics from competing, fat loss. You know, we've got mindset and psychology on there. We've got a section about muscle growth, nutrition. There's a, there's a kind of a smaller one about PEDs, even ones about recovery uh, fundamentals, and then also training as well. So we have so much on there. I think there's about 115 articles, um, and then obviously you've got 120 episodes in here. So if you're looking to, to level up your education, guys, um, you know please do continue to to listen to the podcast, check out the articles, and you know I'd love to hear a little bit of feedback from you if you did enjoy this um if you think that there's someone out there that one of your pals or friends that needs to hear it please just share it with them um the, the reason i created this podcast was to just pass on knowledge um, and have a resource for people to use at the start of their journey that i wish i'd had at the start of mine um, and to answer the questions that at the start of my journey i had that i didn't know and, and then again this is why i I created it. It's been it's been a long time since I you know I used to I started the podcast off with having a lot of guests on. Um, it's just just kind of once you had a guest on every single week, it was after for, for the first 50, 60 weeks, it's quite hard to to not reuse the same ones. Um, and I thought it was time to maybe just delve into um, doing some podcasts on my own. And that's now you know there's been a, a bunch almost the same the same. Uh, podcast episodes I've got with guests I think I've done on my own as well um, I'll be the ones on my own are always that little bit shorter why because you know you don't want to listen to my monotonous voice for any more than uh, any more than you need to um, whenever you're listening but uh, I hope that you do enjoy it guys as I said please do feel free to give me some feedback my DMs on Instagram are always open if there's anything that you want to know about in specifics um, that I've not covered uh, please let me know and we'll take into consideration for future episodes um, I'll leave it there guys, remember that wherever you are, whatever you do, give it the beans.